to the fourth episode of Novel Not New, a True End podcast. It's a show where myself and my co-hosts play a visual novel every month, and we have a book club-style discussion around it. I'm Jennifer Uncle, and uh, with me, as always, is Six Detmar. Uh, Hey, how's it going, folks? And M. Hello, hi. And uh, this week we're discussing, well, this month, uh, we're discussing Butterfly Soup, a free visual novel that's around two to three hours, I'd say. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty short. Yeah. And you can find it on Itch.io pretty easily. What's the name of the person? Oh, I forgot to look up who made it. My bad. Oh, Brianna Lee. Yeah. And yeah, it's basically this short slice of life story that takes place in 2008, I believe, since they use uh, the Obama's election as sort of the framing device for, okay, this is the space and time that it takes place during. Obama's election mm-hmm. and the Prop 8 vote in California. Oh, right, yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't... I I looked it up just now on how long to beat, and it says uh, two and a half hours, and I could have... This must have been... Like, this literally must have been a dream that I had, that I looked it up before, and it said eight hours, and I was very surprised at how quickly the game ended. The Itch.io uh, page says three to four, which sounds about right, like variance for people's reading speeds. Hmm. Yeah, I, 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 I guess, I guess, I literally must have had a dream where I looked it up on how long to beat, and it said eight hours. And then, so I was playing the game the other day, and then it ended, and I was like, "Oh, I mean, that's a good ending point." But I thought we had a lot left. This game, uh, in short, is about uh, mainly two characters, Dia and uh, Mincio, who are two girls who grew up together. And they had this love of baseball, and then Mincio had to move away to Florida at some point during their, like, young childhood. And then as a teenager, she comes back, and they all end up joining a basketball club – or sorry, basketball baseball club after school. This is about baseball, not basketball. Yeah, it's probably the most casual sports club I've ever seen. <laughs> They're just like, hey, if you showed up, we're going to find a use for you since – there wasn't a lot of signups, and none of the people who signed up happened to be guys, so it's an all-girl club, more or less, by who signed up. Uh, it's strange because it's like they talk about it like it's an official club at school, but outside of the fact that they need a permission slips and they have uniforms, it just seems like the most laissez-faire organization thing in the world. Like, everyone just shows up and plays baseball together. Yeah, it does seem like there's, there's like, I don't know, I... I... Am used to the idea of clubs needing to have some kind of like official school clubs needing to have some kind of oversight. Yeah, there's and usually I'm pretty it, sure this has in my been. high school. Uh, there needed to be like one teacher that would sponsor the club and be at every meeting or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. For the most part, the oversight in this is the two the two club leaders, uh, Chris and Liz, chasing down Mincio and Dia and the others when they're getting into trouble. <laughs> I assume it's implied that they're like upperclassmen compared to everyone else, but yeah, I think that I think it said that they're seniors and okay. everybody else is freshmen. All right, and it um, even though it's mostly focused on uh, Dia and Mincio, it kind of bounces between the four, the four um, people within the friend group through this sort of like it's presented like a lottery system visually or a slot machine, <laughs> and. Uh, yeah, the other two that it hangs out with is Akarsha and Noel. And it kind of jumps between their, like, third grade and ninth grade, essentially. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I feel like the main story takes place in, in the ninth grade, but occasionally we get glimpses back to third and at one point second grade just to see, you know, how these how these relationships were established. Um, would we like to run down the main four characters and talk a bit about them? Sure, that sounds good. What they're about? All right. Who would like to start? <laughs> uh okay, I can I can start. Um I'll do I'll, we'll do alphabetical order. I'll do Akarsha. So Akarsha is a uh, an, an Indian girl who's sort of like uh outgoing and weird and um I related the most to Akarsha as far as how I was in high school, which is uh I I I imagine both of you just winced. <laughs> uh because in high school I spent a lot of time making like intentionally overly weird jokes and being ridiculous to try and make people like me. And that's a lot of what Akarsha does. Akarsha is is constantly making jokes and references and clearly reaching way, way too hard for them in order to, you know, sort of as a, as a coping mechanism for un- her unhappiness and also as an attempt to make friends. Um, she's, she's very goofy. She uh, spends a lot of time uh, basically playing practical jokes on another friend of hers, uh, Noelle's. Um, and it is, uh, notable that she is, she is bi because she also, a lot of her jokes are her covering for the fact that she kind of wants to flirt with a lot of the people she's messing with. So. Um, I will go next. Uh, Dia is like, I would guess the main character of the, of the game. I would feel like, uh, I think you spend the most time as her and Dia is like an extremely socially anxious, shy, uh, Indian girl. She is like super tall and super buff. And, uh, because of the expectations put up on her, like, doesn't feel comfortable, like, expressing that, except for when she is encouraged. She is also the most, like, she can be convinced or bullied into doing anything any of the other characters want to do, <laughs> because she is generally nice and, uh, willing to go along with just about anything. Um, Dia is the Goku of this game. <laughs> yeah, she has very similar social anxieties to myself, like, when she's within the group and she, I mean, when she's at the first baseball meeting and she's barely hanging on trying to the whole thing where it's like okay we're gonna do this icebreaker where we introduce ourselves and say an interesting fact she's like oh no there's nothing interesting about me i'm just going to completely flub this that that has always been me just overthinking everything to such a degree that i find myself tripping on myself in public or when i'm with friends and it just builds on the anxiety and then we have a uh, menseo who is uh she's basically the shortest person in the group they kind of make jokes about how she's named min because she's so tiny she is um she had she's has a very violent streak to her and uh She's frustrated by the fact that she can't do things that her parents are forbidding her from doing things like participating in baseball or doing guy things or wearing tougher clothes because they see her as someone who's supposed to be a, who's supposed to act like in a very feminine way. And she, to counteract that, she goes in the opposite direction and physically threatens people, kicks someone to... I hit someone with a bat to get popcorn from the popcorn vendor, wears this Hot Wheels shirt when she's younger (laughs) with a jacket around it. 
she's almost always threatening people, but in a way that's like, oh yeah, if you get to know her, she's not going to actually do anything to you. That's just her way of communicating with people. Unless you're Noelle, maybe. Oh yeah. <laughs> and uh, it become it's very clear in the very beginning that she and Dia have something very close. And when she talks about how Knuckleball is supposed to be impossible to catch... Unless you have a dedicated catcher with you. So, from the very beginning, they're set up as the pitcher and catcher pair that are destined to be together. Or at least, they go out of their way to put themselves in a situation where they're going to be destined to be together. Through the mechanics of baseball. And I guess that leaves the final character for me, which is uh, Noelle. Uh, Noelle is a uh, Taiwanese girl who is um, stuck with very uh, overbearing parents and has basically become, like, I think she's she's the most close to the, like, the um, the common, like, like I don't want to say stereotype, but, like, the common, like, I think conception. that's a stereotype. That's, that's a tropey character trait, yeah, for sure. Yeah, totally. I don't know. I feel, I feel like it's mean to say that, but it's it's not. It's but She's the stereotype character of the, like, the, like, academic, you know, like, hardworking uh, Asian girl, right? She's, like, her parents are on her nonstop about how she needs to be studying all the time, and she doesn't have time to waste on extracurriculars or helping friends. All yes. she needs is to do well in school. And she mostly tries to obey. Um, she lets some of it roll off her back when she can, but she's 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 doing her best to get through school, and, and you know, because... Why waste your youth on fun? Because you need to invest in your future. Um, so Noelle is the character I most identified with, not because of parental pressure. Uh, I didn't really have that, but Noelle also puts a lot of that pressure on herself, just like self-motivation wise, where she is like the type A perfectionist who appears to be like the fun police, but is actually just like very insecure and will use her like superiority over people to manipulate them uh, openly and subtly, depending on whether they are friends or not. Uh, Noelle is, was, and always will be me extremely all the time. Well, I'm glad we all had one me and I'm glad for none of us. It was the violent one. Uh, I am. Yeah, no, I'm not short or violent or loud particularly. Yeah. Not usually for me, <laughs> you know, I have my days, but um, yeah, so that's that's the main cast. We do have the other members of the baseball club who are uh, more minor characters. There's uh, Krissa, who is the captain of the baseball team. Uh, there's Liz, who is sort of the lieutenant. She's she almost almost the enforcer. She is usually the one in charge of getting people to focus on the task at hand. Um, and then there's uh, three other members. There's Sakura, uh, Yuri, and Esther. It is heavily implied that Sakura is not her uh, real name. We don't know very much about those three characters because they disappear pretty quickly. Uh, Sakura and Yuri are like the like anime fans who show up, <laughs> and I, I assumed both of them were assumed names, but I guess maybe not. Uh, Sakura for sure is because it's in quotes the entire time, mm-hmm. um, and they they speak bad like teen. I watch a lot of anime Japanese, and they are ridiculous weebs. Yeah, and Akarsha is kind of the same way, except mostly just towards her friends instead of outwardly like. Her chat profile is Yaoi Seme and uh, has a picture from some show. And thanks to this game, I figured out what a Seme means. So thanks, Butterfly Soup. Me too. Yeah, that was that was a bit of knowledge they dropped on me. I also found I, out I also it. didn't know any of that stuff. So I also found found out about a Yaoi paddle, which I had to with they like there was a point <laughs> where it came up and Akarsha was like Google it, and I googled it, and I was like, oh, oh, okay. 
we, we've learned a lot. We did. Yeah. We did. I also learned what a knuckleball is. Oh, you didn't know what a knuckleball was? I don't know anything about baseball. Oh, that's fair. That's fair. I, I grew up in a household where that was unavoidable, but... Yeah, overall, uh, I feel like this... I feel like this game also put into contrast things like Valhalla, which we played for the podcast, and Don't Take It Personally, Babe, which I played a while ago. This one handles the whole internet friend discourse much, much better than either of those two games. Like, there's something much more natural and fun about the way that the way that these people talk in chat to one another. And even though it's kind of pure at times, like finding out, seeing them suggest things like, hey girl, rat piss as a way to greet each other. It's, um, I don't know. It's, it's less mean spirited and less gross than it is in other games when it comes to online chat forums. It also just feels less awkward. Like, I don't know, going back to, like, Valhalla, like, you looked at those forums, that's not how people post on a forum. That wasn't believable. Um, and I think it's it's harder to capture how people, like, post, like, with their friends in private chat. And they did a, I feel like they did a really good job of capturing, like, sort of, like, the personality and, like, the... Yeah, again, this is one of those areas where I relate a lot with Arkarsha, because I'm I'm the sort of person who, yeah, just, like, who sends the hey, 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 hey to you as six different messages, because I'm a jackass, so. Yeah, plus you've done that thing where you change your avatar to something completely ridiculous, and you play a character for 15 to 30 minutes, or however long it takes before you get bored. That's true. I have. Guilty as charged. It's a pretty short game, so it's hard to talk about it in broader strokes per se but there's definitely some themes that jumped out at me like at at some point um Akarsha's hanging out with Menseo trying to look for the others and they come up to a family restroom and Menseo's like hey this is I feel comfortable going here because I don't feel out of place when I'm using this bathroom and there's this slight suggestion that she might be non-binary or thinking about thinking about gender in a different way and mm-hmm. it's not something that they touch on super long but it definitely it definitely connects with moments in her childhood like when she wanted to tear up her dresses and uh things like that mm-hmm. it's uh i don't should we should we get into like the central like like the dia and minseo like relationship because they're well, pretty adorable together. Totally. Uh, they are. I, I wanted to state, uh, this is a game, I think of all the games we have played, and maybe any game I've played in the last two or three years, I laughed the most aloud playing this game. <laughs> yes. Uh, I thought this game was absolutely delightful up and down. Uh, I talked about like Dream Daddy being funny. This is a funnier game than Dream Daddy. Uh, less relevance for my life, but... Uh, Particularly, the thing that had me absolutely in stitches and I had to stop and just enjoy the moment is uh, when uh, Minseo and Akarsha meet, uh, they hate each other, basically. And they have, like, this feeling out a period. And then as they start to get to know each other, this, like, awful recorder rendition of My Heart Will Go On starts playing <laughs> under the background. And it is the most pristine version of those crappy recorder, like, recorder versions of like this uh jurassic park theme or the 20th century fox like theme that go around in our memes and it's great i love it so much uh it was my favorite thing (laughs) yeah and there's some blurry photo of them 
hopping on a skateboard together, and Akarsha's wearing the goofiest sunglasses ever, and Menseo's trying to look as tough as possible while that recorder theme is playing, and it's it has plenty of great moments like that. <laughs> That's actually, that brings up one of my small, I don't want to say beefs, one of the things I didn't enjoy as much, which is a lot of the music and sound effects are are used from other things, which is fine, this is a free game, but for me, they're all sounds that I, like, a lot of the sound effects are from Ace Attorney, and the music, unfortunately, because I am uh, a certain type of internet user, is all music I am, well, not all, but a lot of it, like the, like the, my heart will go on recorder, like that exact version I've heard many times. <laughs> and to me, it kind of took me out of it and not like, you know, not like it broke my immersion, but it's sort of like, oh, hey, it's that funny recorder song. Um, well, it it kind of broke it for me. It's interesting to me because like uh, Akasha brings up Ace Attorney uh, talking, uh, talking to Dia, like in one of the like just background scenes or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like those references make sense because they're things that the actual kids are into. Like, it's stuff that a nerdy teen who's, like, trying to enjoy, like, internet stuff and anime stuff online in 2008 would be into, is ridiculous YouTube videos like that and Ace Attorney. <laughs> sure, it certainly feels, it feels true to the thing. I'm not trying to, I don't know. It just, for me, if, it, I don't know, for me, it still felt kind of jarring. I don't know. Like, that Hot Wheels car shirt that uh, Minseo wears is, like, the exact kind of, like, edgy 90s, I am into, like, specifically boy things and things that are coded boy things kind of shirt for a little girl to be wearing. It's really good. No, listen, I'm super into Hot Wheels shirt. I, 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 sorry, don't, let's not take but, it too but far. But I don't think, I don't think there's any real difference between those two things. I mean, honestly, the difference, and this is not like this is not a difference for most people. The difference is the way my brain processes images versus the way it processes audio. Okay, so that's really just it. I'm not. I'm not saying it's a good objection. It's just, yeah, for me, it was a challenge. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I suppose it just leaned into how. Yeah, it's very much since sort of like what M was saying because these characters are into these very specific bits of pop culture, they end up emerging within the theme of the music itself and the way that they express things to one another. So, okay, um, I have one of the things I want to address, because I've seen, like, I've talked to some people about this game while mm-hmm. I've been playing it for, for this for this podcast, and I've had some people being like, oh yeah, I saw some screenshots of the dialogue, and it just seems like the most obnoxious thing. Um... And, like, first off, I'm assuming they've seen screenshots of of, of Akarsha. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, like, that's the point, right? Like, yeah. Akarsha's supposed to be a little too much. Um, yeah. So, like, Akarsha is sometimes genuinely funny. A lot of the time, Akarsha is that friend who just, like, won't let a joke go even when it hasn't worked. Um, which is very relatable. Um, and... I don't know, there's, it's, I'm in the awkward position, I feel like, of, of a per, being a person who usually gets annoyed at games with, in their attempts to, uh, like, represent how awkward teens can be. Like, I don't like Life is Strange. I don't like, uh, oh no, what's the name of it? I can't think of it right now. The, like, the one from, Jen, what's the one, the, like, the horror-y one, the side scroller? Free? Until yes. Dawn. I don't like either of those. Um, I meant Oxenfree, but yeah, I don't like either of those. Uh, Until Dawn is a very different thing. I wouldn't count that as one of these. 
that's yeah, that's fair. I wouldn't have I wouldn't have thought of it, but um, yeah, like I don't like it when teens are teens. I guess in <laughs> games usually, but in this, I thought it was I thought it was great, and I can't quite figure out what's different. Um, so the thing for me with this game is specifically so many of those like teen writing games feel like people who are firmly adults writing teens that are like, oh, this is what my conception of teens today are. And because it's set in 2008 and maybe I don't know how old Brianna Lee is, but you get, I get a sense that she is writing firmly from her own experience. And Mm -hmm. these feel like people that I knew growing up at least. And they all exist. Like everyone is a little turned up because it's a ridiculous comedy game that lasts like three hours, but also everyone feels balanced in opposition to each other. Like they all come in from very disparate walks of life. And because of that, the way they play off each other is like, uh, like, um, Noelle would not be as ridiculous if she didn't hang out with Dee all the time. And, like, mm-hmm. by herself, she is not that, like, nonsense person. She is not uh so, like, domineering and ridiculous. But because Dee is the way she is, that's how that works out. And that way that friend dynamics push people to be kind of their extreme selves feels very, like, real and honest to me. And that's the thing that carries the day. Not that everyone feels like a stereotype of teens talking cool, but that in aggregate, everyone feels very realistic in how they, like, actually relate to each other. Mm-hmm. That's true. And also, I found something relatable in almost every, like, something I genuinely connected with from my time in high school, from basically every character. Like, even the one I would generally consider the furthest from me, which is uh, Minseo, uh, I spent a lot of high school with a very large wrench in my backpack because I wanted to encourage people not to fuck with me. So that part was relatable. I don't, these These characters just have these touchstones of just how teenagers... And, you know, high schoolers behave that it just feel universal and very true to me. Yeah, it was kind of weird that Dia had that hearing problem that they brought up only once and it never came up again. But it did a decent job of establishing how she feels awkward around other people. Because if you can't hear them clearly all, all the time, of course, you're going to feel on guard when you're around others. I feel mm-hmm. like it came up a couple of times. Not not a ton, but... It was there. It was there here and there. Yeah, maybe. I. I guess I just. I'm just thinking of the one time it actually bled into the dialogue. Like certain mm-hmm. when you first meet Liz, you miss entire parts of the conversation. So I didn't end up signing the document that she shoved in front of me because it's like I don't know what this is uh, later. <laughs> one thing to me is that I feel like that stuff is in the like young uh, version of the plot but it's mostly just depicted as her being scatterbrained because to her she doesn't probably think about the fact that she has is hard of hearing. Mm. Like as someone who has family members who are very hard of hearing like sometimes you just have to like like you just inter- like internalize that as the way you see the world and you don't think about oh I'm not hearing certain things. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Yeah, but like there's a there's a point um where she's talking to Akarsha and they make point of like how she stands differently to try and hear things better and mm-hmm. yeah. I I signed that piece of paper because I felt like in that position like I knew I shouldn't, right? But in that <laughs> position what I would honestly do is this person would walk up to me, seems to recognize me, is being friendly and I don't want to ask them to repeat what they just said, so I'm just going to sign. <laughs> oh, see, I am the opposite. Even if, like, I understood what they said, I would probably not sign. Even if I, like, was neutral on whatever they were asking. I would, my default is to say no. <laughs> oh, I would probably not sign if if I knew what they said, I'm guessing. I guess it depends on if it was something I actually wanted to sign for. Mm. Um, but my, like, for me, 
it's like if I don't, if I feel like I've missed some part of it, it's because I screwed up and I feel bad and I'm going to take that burden and I'll sign. Yeah, no, I would never sign. <laughs> Another thing that I found quite relatable in this is the way the game treats the parents. Like, every, pretty much every parent you run into, their face is clouded in this creepy shadow that you see sometimes in other VNs to try and imply someone that's either unimportant or sinister in some way. And at some point, oh yeah, Noel says, I can't imagine, I can't comprehend a life when where you don't hide yourself from your parents entirely. And mm -hmm. growing up as someone who was trying to hide their trans feelings for quite a long time, I heavily relate to that. Like, there's this skill that you pick up as a teenager to basically live your life comfortably where you have a way of switching on and off different parts of your personality or your life depending on who's around you and mm -hmm. you definitely see that come up with noel and akarsha pretending to be teacher and pupil uh, was it was it noel or mincio oh yeah it was noel yeah. mincio yeah to Basically, Mencio got expelled from the school she was initially at, so she was sent to the one that um, Dia is at, sort of like a clever plan. And uh, in order to keep going to the baseball thing, she, she and Noel pretend to be tutor and pupil for five or ten minutes until the parents leave them alone. Mm -hmm. And I definitely remember certain parts of my childhood where I would work with a friend like that to get out of a situation or just have more free time to do whatever I wanted. Yeah, for sure. I mean, like, I don't, I, I don't feel like hiding things from your parents like that about your life is necessarily a, a childhood thing. <laughs> I might say that my parents will probably never know I'm non-binary because I don't think it's any of their damn business. So, you know, some of these lessons, some of these lessons stick with you. Totally. All right, uh, can we go on to uh, uh, Dia and uh, Minseo then? Yeah, so early on in the, like, kid version of the story, uh, you, uh, Dia has been taught how to say supposedly hello in Korean by Minseo. And you know that's not what you're, like, as someone who's playing the game, you know that's not what you are being taught to say. But Dia <laughs> just goes along with it and believes it. And then... Uh, Minseo asks you to teach her how to say the same thing, um, ask you to teach her the same thing in your language and you do, and you get an option of saying just hello or good morning or whatever. And then like something silly, like uh, you, you smell like farts or I farted something very childish and goofy. I went with the obvious, like, a, like just the actual proper thing. Cause I feel like that's who Dia is. Yeah. But then when you finally play as Minseo later, you find out, oh, you taught her how to say, I love you every time. And of course you did because you were extra all the time and you have been <laughs> ready to be in love with this girl since you were like five and it's adorable and the best. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, 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 you know, you kind of know the way she sets it up. She's like, oh, that, yeah, that means, that means, you know, that means hello. But, like, it's a special kind of hello that you can't just say to anyone. You can basically only say it to me. And it's like, uh-huh, <laughs> got it. <laughs> um, but, yeah, when you have that moment where it, it shows up again, you know, like, um, like way further in the game. And, and, and she says that in the little, like, the little, like, classic yellow subtitle pops up at the mm -hmm. bottom. And it's just, it's a really sweet moment. Oh. Mm -hmm. Also, both of like both Minseo and Dia get advice from uh, 
Akasha and uh, Noel on how to go on their date together. And so both of them are there being inconspicuous, texting both of you while you're on your date. And Noel, of course, has like a five step like facts about Dia and a flow chart of what kind of food to order that she will be most happy with. It's incredibly good. Yeah, it works. It's a very good flow chart. <laughs> order anything colored blue because she'll refer to it as blue flavor and think it tastes amazing. I, I exactly know how my friends would order in that exact same way. So I felt very seen in that moment. <laughs> And meanwhile, Karsha's just texting the worst advice possible, like Urban Dictionary slang and uh, just advice that would be bound to push both of them out of their comfort zones in a very quick manner. But eventually that still happens anyway in the moment. <laughs> well, yeah, literally any advice they gave, those two were so ready to be together. All they needed was a slight push. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, it, it doesn't take a whole lot for them to get to the point where they are making out on top of a table which collapses under them. That, <laughs> and they that all happens, get kicked out. <laughs> that happens pretty quickly. You know. <laughs> so, you know, it's it's which is good because like, like, like Akarsha, my instinct would be to make jokes because I would have no idea what to actually advise you to do. Are you kidding me? This is terrifying. <laughs> mm-hmm. You want good advice from me on a relationship? Oh, no. Oh, no. Which is funny because Akarsha in many ways seems to be the person with the most like emotional intelligence about the situation. Just Akarsha has that like deep existential panic that they cover with humor. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no, she 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 is the one. Well, okay, I think I think Minseo knew that she was gay for quite a while. Yes, um, but Akarsha Akarsha got a second place. She figured yeah. it out pretty fast, I think. <laughs> yeah, so. yeah, and uh, there's definitely. A- there's one scene in particular when Akarsha is just alone and she starts screaming out at the top of her lungs in a joking way how desperate alone she is until someone interrupts her. And the way that they handled that was pretty well done because <laughs> you definitely get the sense that, oh yeah, here's these feelings that I kept bottled up and these friends kind of know what I'm talking about, but because I filtered through this series of jokes, no one actually takes me serious or i think that no one actually takes me seriously and then it turns out they kind of do take her seriously but in a way that they're still playing along like it's a joke and there's mm-hmm. sort of bond between it's these four friends have this very close-knit bond where they all get to act in their chosen method of abrasive communication but because it's them and their friends know what they mean by it, it's all very sweet, even when it's to the outside, very very chaotic and mean. And Akarsh even brings that to a head in the very last scene where she says, friendship is like peeing yourself. Everyone can see it, but only you can feel the warmth inside. And it's, it's a very line like, everyone else when they're hearing it, they're like, that's horrifying. Why'd you make this joke? And then, but they're secretly like, oh yeah, I get what you mean. I get what you mean. Yeah. Well, I'm out of stuff. <laughs> yeah, I guess, I guess the only thing, the only other thing I'd probably comment on is the framing device of both uh, Prop 8 and the election. There's this interesting hindsight to it where it's like, Oh yeah, there's there's this sort of racism happening in the background. Like a few times, 
there's specific characters that are snickering at Dia as she's passing, or at some point, someone, a group of friend, I had a group of strangers yells incredibly racist stereotype at Mincio, and there's this idea that, oh yeah, well, Obama won, so everything's going to be kind of fixed, right? But kind of using those specific lines in that point with a game that came out in 2017, I believe, or 2016? 2017. 2017, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. it seems like it's sort of this dark gallows humor, like, oh, things didn't really get much better, huh? But we still found a way forward. Well, the thing to me is that the kids, like, when they're young, like, the actual, like, third grade version, they talk about, because they're in an Asian community, they talk about the idea that, like, oh, outside of this community, there are white people, and that's weird, because we never see them. Um, And then you have the, like, high school version where, like, Obama happens, and they talk about how hopeful they feel about it, and Prop 8 is happening and being voted on, and it goes badly, and they talk about how discouraged that makes them. But in the intervening uh, nine years, whatever, between that and the game coming out, the general feeling for everyone who lived those times is Obama did not solve most of the problems and Prop 8 has been defeated and the world has moved on and like we're in a better place with that stuff at least. So it, I think it's interesting just to see the the things you care about as kids will never go the way that you expect once you're actually an adult. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for both better and for worse. Yes. They make they make several references to the video they watched when they when they were younger about uh, when you know, like what it was like when there was racism, mm-hmm. uh, you know, in the past when there was racism, yes. and it's it's a very uh, appropriately on the nose. Like guys, come on. There's there's even a point um, where in the third grade version, they're talking to another friend of theirs, and he's like, "Hey, I read this article, and you want to guess what percentage of Americans are are Asian? Are Asian American?" And and your your options are like eighty percent, sixty percent, forty percent, and you pick. Uh, I picked forty percent, and and you're playing as uh, Min Seo, and your brother Jun Seo is like, come on, don't lowball him. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> you know, the actual number is four percent. Um, but just like in 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 the world they live in at that time, that's just that's just incomprehensible because uh, it's it's so hard to see outside of the space you're in. Um, yeah, and like he, like the the boy asked, like, "What about people on TV? Everyone on TV is white." And like, yeah, only white parents let their kids be actors. Like, it's too dangerous a profession <laughs> to go into. <laughs> um, but I think it's, I think that's a thing that like anyone who grows up in like a very sheltered like monolithic culture, like as a child, like that is probably not a black American specifically uh, mm. because of the burden placed on them. Probably kind of has that exact same opinion. I know I grew up in a mostly white neighborhood, uh, and I definitely felt like, oh, racism is a thing they teach you about as being over, and then you. Have have to get over that when you get into the bigger sense of the world yeah, yeah i i oh, sorry go ahead. i was just gonna say the funny thing is the video that they talked about um the one where they travel back in time with martin luther king and racism is solved i know the exact same video because that's one that they showed me in middle school as well so really yeah wow. that was a very specific reference that i immediately knew what they were talking about i did not know that was a real thing Yep. Uh, in in middle school, I was in South Carolina, and they didn't really need to. They didn't worry about teaching you that racism was over because uh, they had certain attitudes about all of that. Mm. So that was that was good. It wasn't good. I'm lying. It was very bad. It was all very bad. Yeah. Hmm. 
I guess that's kind of everything I have also. I, I like this game a lot. It is short. It is sweet. I would recommend it to anybody. It's also free, so that makes it an easy th- thing to recommend. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's free on the itch.io page, and if you like what you played, you can also throw in five bucks for an art book, basically. It doesn't really... It's basically a bunch of little behind-the-scenes things, like older designs of the characters and things like that. Like, at some point, Noelle was supposed to be wearing that surgical mask for most of the game, but then they were like, oh, wait, that's going to obscure most of her face. And in a genre where you're mostly looking at people's faces, that probably isn't a good idea. Mm. Interesting. Yeah. And uh, do we have any questions this week? Uh, I do not have email questions. If you want to send them, you can send them to podcast at abnormalmapping.com. You don't even need to give me a special subject. I just We don't get that many emails. I will just go through them and read them, but we did not get any this time. Yeah, and I personally did not get any messages from anyone, so... You're all dropping the ball. Please send questions <laughs> and reactions to things on this show. Uh, I'll, use a, I'll use a question I got uh, via uh, Slack DM. Uh, Connor asks, is it good? Yes, it's good. Yes, it's extremely good. Very good. Yep. There you go. Asked and answered. Yep. Uh, yeah, that, that's all I have. Do you want me to go ahead and announce what we're doing next month? Sure, go ahead. We are playing Danganronpa V3 Killing Harmony, which is the third Danganronpa game. Um, supposedly you can just like it's not that tied into the first two i think that's what i've heard anyway yeah someone Um, told me that it's supposed to take place very far away from the original two danganronpas and not to be confused with v3 the anime called danganronpa 3 yes um we picked this one because we have all you six you've played danganronpa one and two right i i have seen a let's play of one and half of a let's play of two Okay. I will fill I will fill myself in in the meantime. Okay, so me and Jen have both played and enjoyed Dangarampa 1 and 2 for different reasons we'll get into next <laughs> month. This game is available on PS4, Vita, and Steam, so you can get it in any of those places. Um, it's a little on the pricey side, so fair warning, um, but, uh, you know, such is the way of things, I guess. I'm looking forward to this. I feel like we're going to have very different opinions all around about this one. Yeah, I've been playing. I've been immersing myself in a ton of Danganronpa for the past few months. So, oh yeah, you're Danganronpa trash now. We get to ask <laughs> you about the anime and Ultra Despair Girls. Yep, yeah, definitely those Danganronpa gonna... trash now. It was definitely a change. <laughs> yeah, this it's definitely going to be an interesting episode. <laughs> All right, well, uh, plug zone, I guess. Let's do the plug thing. Uh, I'm Six Detmar. You can find me on Twitter at Six Detmar, S-I-X-D-E-T-T-M-A-R. Uh, you can find a lot of the stuff that Jen and I do at patreon.com slash scanlinemedia. If you want to chip in, you can get access to our uh, patron-only podcast, which is Oops All Anime. We talk about anime, often with guests. And uh, I just started a new show with uh, another uh, abnormal mapping co-host, uh, Alan. It is called The Garnet Wager. We are watching the uh, South Korean reality game show uh, the Genius, which is an incredibly good show, um, but we're not just watching it. We're also competing in various challenges as we do so, and also betting against each other and having a good time. You should check it out. Well, that sounds very ridiculous. It's, it's a hell of a show. We're having a great time. Uh, I guess I guess I will do the full plug zone. Uh, this is uh, an Abnormal Mapping podcast on the Abnormal Mapping Network. Uh, you can go to AbnormalMapping.com to get all of that. 
We are listener-supported, patreon.com slash abnormalmapping. If you pledge at various uh, levels, you will get various awards. For $1, you will get our own anime podcast called The Great Gundam Project, in which me and Jackson talk about two episodes of Gundam a week. For now, until the end of time, we are in Mobile Suit Zeta Gundam right now. It's The episodes are getting really good because we get to talk about like themes and stuff, and that's that's great. I'm having a great time. As always, Abnormal Mapping at TheBestGame.Club is a monthly game club, much like this one, but about older games specifically and not visual novels. Uh, there is Second Officer Slog, which is a Star Trek book club. There is INeedMayo.com, The Amory Score, Jackson and Molly talking about the lore of Coed and Cambria. There is FiresideFriends.net, which is Fireside Friends, which is Ryan Allen Katie's monthly podcast about uh, media and talking with good friends. It's a good chill out show. I think that's everything. Uh, you can find my Twitter at EM underscore being, of course. Yeah, and I'm at, at JBU3 on Twitter. Um, most of my stuff is on Scanline Media with Six. Occasionally you'll find me on doing freelance articles for a few sites like Paste and Waypoint, that sort of thing. And yeah, I guess that's about it. And I guess we'll be seeing every we'll be seeing everyone next month for Danganronpa V3. Get ready for death. <laughs> Oop, poop, poop, I'm, stopping, I'm stopping my recording. <laughs>